0: yo hey how are you good how are you fantastic hello everybody and welcome to the
1: 714 podcast Um, i have a very special guest today uh, dr andy galpin Um, thank you for taking the time and doing this i really appreciate it you got it man Uh, so you're a professor at cal state fullerton in the kinesiology department uh, what areas do you specifically do your research on?
2: Yeah, we study, uh, you know, so I actually work in the Center for Sport Performance. So within that, we, we do anything that enhances our knowledge of sport performance. So that could be in biomechanics, exercise physiology, uh, sport nutrition, muscle physiology, um, tactical, a whole bunch of different things. So me, uh, I specialize in muscle physiology. Uh, and strength conditioning and and performance nutrition.
1: Okay, uh, what made you get into kinesiology in the first place?
2: Uh, probably a similar reason why most uh, scientists and professors did is because I was a, a mediocre athlete. Mm-hmm. So I was good enough to where when I did things right, I w- I saw a lot of rewards. So I had a lot of success, uh, a lot of success in high school, a lot of a t- tremendous amount of success in college. Um, but it wasn't so elite that, that it didn't matter, that, that I didn't have to pay about, pay attention to nutrition and training. So I was kind of in that sweet spot of, of just really wanting to be a better athlete first and foremost. And then realizing if I can make a pretty good living and have, someone's going to give me a retirement package to hang out with athletes and talk about training all days and how the hell you beat that. So that's really why.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I saw your podcast on, on it and you told them, mm. uh, that you had to build the career that you have yeah. now uh can you explain uh what your what that journey was like for you
2: yeah sure uh, i mean i get this question a lot with kind of the parents and they say okay what can, what kind of a job can my kid get if they get a degree in kinesiology so i'll take the question from that angle and we could go back to the journey more specifically if you want but um my answer to it is is basically this you can get whatever job you like we're just not really in the age anymore of, okay. You go to school, you get this degree, you get this specific job, and then you stay in that job for forty five years. It d- that doesn't really happen anymore. It's it's really a, a skill set that you're trying to build, and then you can use that skill set to do whatever you'd like. So, for me personally, you know, I knew athletics and and human physiology, etc., was important to me, but I, I knew that I did not want to be a a full time scientist. Uh, i i like interacting with people and i just don't like doing that much science because i like teaching i also knew i didn't want to be a full-time teacher uh, because i like science as well Uh, i have worked with a lot of professional athletes in the past and i have now and i didn't want to be a full-time practitioner and so i basically said okay i like doing a little bit of all three of these things but too much of any one of them um, actually takes away my energy so I want to create a job in which I can do a little bit of all three. And then someone's going to tell me I'm doing fantastic at that job. That job didn't exist. So I had to effectively what I call create it. So that's what I meant in that podcast is saying I had to make the job that I wanted. And I think that is much easier now than it has ever been and will continue to get easier.
1: Yeah, because through social media and, and just the internet basically it allows more people to connect with each other.
2: Yeah, that's part of it. That's also part of, uh, we just don't have standard models of, we're not factory workers anymore. Mm -hmm. And so even if you look at my job at the university, they're very encouraging of saying, do different things. Um, You know, come up with different ideas. Don't just sit in your office, you know, have specific office hours, only teach out of the book, only study and do research on the things that the National Institute of Health is telling you. Uh, it's quite the opposite, especially at Fullerton. They're very encouraging of saying, like, do different things, bring in revenue different ways, connect with the community in different ways, do things that benefit the profession in different ways. And they, they really do the job of promoting that, uh, where, you know, in the past, they have, not necessarily Fullerton, but academia, has not only discouraged that, but they've they've actively said, like, this is a bad thing. And so it's really flipped that way.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, like you said, you're a professor um, at Cal State Fullerton. How's it like uh, teaching now that everybody has to stay at home?
2: Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, I mean, I've used a different model for years anyways. It's pretty close to what we call a flipped classroom model. Um, so a lot of my lectures, et cetera, are already online, and they're open on YouTube to the public. So what we traditionally do is the lectures are kind of your homework, and when you come to class, we would do activities. Mm-hmm. so on one hand it's not been that much of a transition to me because the lectures are already been pre-recorded i'm pretty good with the media part of stuff and so that part hasn't changed but really the whole the pay for my classes when we come to class and do the fun activities and that court that part of it, of course is yeah completely impossible so and like i said earlier man the a big chunk of what i do for a living is because i want to hang out the, with the kids and mm-hmm. so um, that's no fun and it's just not the same energy teaching on Zoom. Not even close, yeah. but you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I know you're a big ambassador for better nutrition. Uh what foods do you think that people should incorporate into their diet more?
2: Uh you know, it's traditionally what we would call the or what I would call the third grade diet. Mm-hmm. So if you ask a third grader, like what kind of food should you eat? It's probably the exact same answer. You need to eat real whole foods when possible. I know the store and food is is a cluster right now, so do your best to get real whole foods. So um, the amounts, the types, the specific ones, that's mostly nonsense at this point. If you're getting real whole vegetables and you're getting fruits and you're getting nuts and you're getting seeds and you're getting um, whole real chunks of of protein sources and good quality fats, just eat real food. Shop the perimeter, if you will, right? Um, If you're getting most of your meals out of boxes and packages etc it's it's going to be a little bit lower quality typically so uh, spend as much time as you can getting you know getting meat if you're a meat eater uh getting yogurts getting getting the real foods that's that's really all it comes down to the rest of the things people say is is generally uh, not scientifically founded if not completely wrong so just eat real whole foods like a third grader would probably tell you
1: yeah and uh like you said uh people have uh have started incorporating like delivery like hello fresh and people have been uh getting delivered foods do you think that it's it's healthy or should they stop uh using that
2: well it it just comes down to the foods you're selecting Uh, so i work with several uh, meal prep companies uh, and they can be fantastic they use real whole fresh zucchini and then fresh ingredients and fresh Etc. and they just make the meal for you and they deliver it fresh, they make it a couple of days before and it's, it's, it's cared for and stored well and it's real avocados. And that can be perfectly healthy if you're, getting, if you're using the meal delivery services to get Domino's delivered to you. Mm-hmm. What, what do you expect? Yeah. So um, there's lots of meal prep. I would actually say this in Orange County specifically since I'm sure this is where most of your listeners are. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of meal prep services that use really high quality ingredients and they tailor it if you're keto if you're vegetarian if you want all organic Um, and they're using whole foods Uh, you can see the macros how much protein how many calories or any things and they're somewhat reasonably priced depending on the ones and they'll deliver it to you twice a week so they're pretty fresh Um, it's a good time to to do something like that if Mm -hmm. uh, if you can afford it
0: yeah Uh,
1: i also wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on sugar um like is sugar the same as every other food as long as you eat it in moderation it's good for you
0: yeah i mean it depends
2: on what you mean by sugar
1: um just like you know a lot of store bought goods that are packaged have a mm-hmm. lot of sugar in them
2: so uh, you're you're referring to exogenously added sugar yeah okay because people get really confused when you say sugar and they confuse that with carbohydrates in general Mm-hmm. which those are not the same thing. And they confuse that with things like, oh, there's a lot of sugar in fruit, therefore we're going to eat fruit. So the way I can tell you is this, just eat foods in their natural state. If you're doing what I said a few minutes ago, which is eating the real whole foods,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you don't have to worry about this problem, right? So unless you're taking a straw, you know, cutting a hole in the watermelon and dumping sugar in there, the, the sugars that are in fruits and vegetables and the sugars that are in potatoes those are not a problem at all. Um, yeah. Even the added sugars are really not that a, that much of a problem for um, for people that are very physically active. Now, the vast majority of people are not. Mm-hmm. So in those particular cases, um, you don't need to be getting a bag of sugar and adding it to your food. Yeah. If you do that in, in moderation, it's, it's probably fine, as long as you are trying to stay somewhat physically active in your house. Uh, but if not, it's an easy thing to cut out if you're just eating... Whole real foods. So don't again. Do not avoid carbohydrates. Don't avoid real whole foods that "quote unquote" have sugar in them. That's totally fine. Um, but you don't need to probably be going out of your way to be buying bags of sugar and adding it to your tea, or yeah. adding it to your oatmeal to make the the oatmeal you know taste better having brown sugar. Those things are just not needed, um, unless it's just like a little sprinkling here and there. Then it's probably just fine.
0: Okay. Uh, there's no
2: specific mechanism. There's no it's not poison. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not that bad mm-hmm. for you.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: no, sorry. on on that. Um, one thing that it is probably important to do is most of us, myself included probably need to take down our food consumption a little bit right now
0: mm-hmm. because
2: we're probably a lot less physically active than we have been. So because you're not burning as many calories, you probably need to eat a little bit less calories as well. So bring that down, um, however you'd like, but, that's just, that's all you have to really do.
1: Yeah. Most people are inactive right now, not because all the gyms are closed and everything. So yeah.
2: And yeah. you can't even go outside and you can't go to et cetera and be around, you know, whatever to be around. So it's tough to be tough to exercise and it's tough to also just be physically active.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what are your thoughts on supplements? Should uh, Should people take supplements or do whole foods basically cover everything you need in a diet?
2: Well, the answer to those questions is always going to be, it depends, Mm -hmm. right? It depends on the person. The vast majority of people do not need supplements at this point. If you're making proper food selection, again, what we just talked about, then you're not going to have a huge need for a lot of supplements. I work with a lot of professional athletes. And so we will use supplementation probably a lot less than people think, Mm -hmm. but we do use it, uh, but it really depends. We're getting blood work done every month. Usually we're analyzing and we're optimizing for every little thing. Um, most people don't need that i don't do that i don't need that so uh, if you're getting proper food selection you can if you if you've had some extensive testing done and you realize and you know you have a a specific deficiency somewhere and you want to take a supplement to fix that fine,
0: yeah. but
2: the answer should come from real whole food first um, so my rule of thumb, the quick one with supplementation is if you can't fix it with diet or lifestyle,
0: mm-hmm.
2: then you can go to supplementation but You've got to go first to food and lifestyle changes. So if it's an energy issue, fix your sleep. Mm -hmm. If it's a hormone level, make sure you're getting sunlight. Um, So you do that. You, you hydrate, you sleep, you get sun. Uh, The sun's starting to come out here in Orange County. It's going to be sunny for the next month. There's no reason why you can't be outside. Yeah. Getting a lot of sun um, on your porch or whatever you can do. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can get enough sleep right now, water's free. And then other than that, try your best. And it is harder to get really high quality foods right now. It mm-hmm. is really hard. But I'll be honest, every time we've been to the grocery store in the last month, the produce section's wide open. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no bread and pasta on the shelves, but there's lots of fruits and vegetables, and the meat is always stocked. So yeah. it's really actually if you can get to the store and back, it's it's very reasonable to to do your best there. But the water, the sleep, Um, Well, depending on what your lifestyle is like right now, the sleep may be in trouble, but the water and the sun, you should be able to get to.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of options out here. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I want to move on to fitness. Uh, Right now, currently, you know, we're all at home. Uh, Mostly I'm doing body weight exercises at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think that body weight exercises can be as effective as weight training?
2: Well, the question is as effective for what Uh,
1: so just to maintain like a healthy lifestyle
2: i mean if you squat 600 pounds uh you're not going to increase your squat strength by squatting body weight yeah period Uh, but for the vast majority of people there's a lot you can't accomplish with just your body so i think uh, absolutely if you're like oh man is it worth it yes for most of you it's definitely worth it i have uh, professional weightlifters olympians uh, this is their whole job is to lift crazy amounts of weight and they're just training right now with their body weight. A lot of them. Um, it's not perfect. They're not stronger, but they can definitely maintain uh, a lot of what they have. And And there's a lot of things you can do. You can use tempo. So go really slow. So do a 15 or 20 second squat. just go down and really go slow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Take your time. You can do isometrics like hold positions. Um, there's a lot of things you can do to to make it more difficult. And so, um, I think for the, you know, for a three or four week shot here, you can get a lot accomplished with just your body weight for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. What, uh do you know any uh, like specific exercises that uh would help a lot of people with, like, you know, simple exercises that people can do at home?
2: Yeah, I mean, the body does just a handful of motions for the most part. Mm-hmm. It pulls and it presses and it hinges and it squats. So just do something like that. So body weight squats. Or wall squats like you probably had to do in, in middle school and you got in trouble in gym class.
0: Yeah,
2: Fantastic exercise. A plank and or push-up variations if you can do things like that. Uh, a, what we call the split squat or a lunge. Mm-hmm. You know, one foot in front, one foot behind. Put your back ankle or foot on a little bit of an elevation if you want to get some good depth. Or your front foot. Um, so all those things. You can do glute bridges. The glute bridges are a great exercise. Um, and, and just what we call RDLs or hinging. So, you know, just leaning your chest forward over top of your nose and holding that position. There's a great exercise called a founder, F-O-U-N-D-E-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just hold that for 30 seconds. And your low back, your glutes, your hamstrings, your back. It's, it's a great exercise if you're like, man, I don't I don't really know how to do any of these things. I've never done this before. Just Google founder. And there's videos and it's a, it is a, a great exercise. So you do some founders and some glute bridges and you can Google that. Some push-ups or some or just hold the push-up position. Uh, and then you can, you know, do some bodyweight squats or lunges. The, those are all fairly simple to execute, and, and you can get some serious work done with those. Yeah,
1: and people sometimes even have, like, stuff lying around their house, like, uh, you know, dumbbells or kettlebells. or Totally, yeah. And you could incorporate that into your exercises.
2: Yeah, honestly, if, if you're motivated, there's so many people putting out bodyweight and at home workouts online right now, it's, you can drown yourself in things to do. And there's all kinds of stuff you can use with, with at home, you know, mm-hmm. backpacks and stuff you got laying around that you don't realize. So there's a lot to do if, if you want to motivated enough to, to go looking.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're also an author of the book unplugged, um, which is basically about technology, um, technology's impact on fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you want to write about this subject?
2: Well, it's a combination of my co-author, Brian McKenzie, who's a, a very world-renowned endurance coach. And he wanted, we wanted to write a book that had the voice of both a scientist and a coach you know, working together. But really, the problem we kept identifying is technology is an arms race. And so the new Apple Watch would come out, and then the new this would come out, and people are spending hundreds of dollars on fitness technologies, mm-hmm. and then they're not working. It's not that the watch doesn't work, but it's not helping anyone get to their goals any faster. In fact, it's actually taking away and making people, most people go in the wrong direction. And so it's costing you tons of money and it's making things worse. And so we wanted to put a book out that's not just anti-technology, but just says, hey, here's how to use these things to make sure you're getting um, some benefits out of this. And it's not pushing you in the wrong direction. So that was really The driving factor is just to say, hey, let's step back from all this technology and make sure you're not just dumping, at this point, thousands of dollars a year on stuff and you're still not getting your health and fitness goals.
1: Yeah, because uh, like my dad, he has an Apple Watch and like the first time he used it, you know, it tells him to stand up during this time and fitness becomes like a task instead of something that you should just normally do.
2: Yeah, and honestly, for the most part, it, it demotivates people. Because mm-hmm. it's just simply a, an hourly reminder of how terrible you're doing at your fitness goals. yeah. And it tends to make people like, be like, I can't do this, I'm, I'm just gonna quit. Instead of just being like, hey, listen to your body and try to move a little more than you did last time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so it, 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 some people it can motivate, but we typically see there's a, it has the same gamification curve. And so people get really excited and interested for a few weeks, perhaps a month or two, and then people not only fall off, but they fall off and go the opposite direction, which is they go anti-fitness and they don't want to do anything because uh, yeah. the carrot's too far away. So I'm sure your dad is the same way, right? And now you spent $500, $600 on this thing when you could have spent $600 hiring a coach.
0: Yeah. And you
2: would have gotten way more results and you would have learned a lot about how to do things. So you might not need to hire a coach the next time because you learn how to do these squats and you learn how to... Um, what kind of workouts to do and why your shoulder hurts every time you do pushups. So that $600 would be invested a lot better in working with a professional, even if it's twice a week.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: So that's really what we're talking about is, is taking that money and using it to learn and to learn your body more, as opposed to just doing what a watch that has an algorithm randomly programmed into it says.
0: Yeah. Uh, What,
1: in your opinion, what are the best practices or, um, to balance technology and fitness,
2: and there's, I actually have a video up on my website to kind of walk you through this up on YouTube. Um, yeah, it depends on what you know, what your goal is, and, and where you're at in life, and what you're trying to to train for and train with. Um, but the, the default for me is always it should be something of self learning and self improvement, right? So,
0: yeah.
2: um, if you can ever use things to to improve you, then, then it's a win. And that's really all you should be going after.
0: Okay. Um, uh,
1: I saw your podcast, uh, recently with Joe Rogan a few years back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, anytime, anytime, uh, you're going to do a part two of that podcast. Yeah,
2: actually we've been trying for like eight months now and we just haven't been able to get scheduled to work oh, And then we were going to do it. We had a couple of dates in December lined up and then, um, I did, one of my UFC fighters got a fight booked and we, we couldn't make that. And then we had other issues. And then we've been going back and forth and then Corona. Yeah. And yeah. so we, we haven't been able to get out. And I had a the problem was um, I had a baby too. And so that
1: kind oh, congratulations thing, So
2: thanks. But yeah, it, it, it'll be, who knows? Mm-hmm. We're in contact at Easton amount, So we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. I'll make sure to link your book in the description. People can check it out. Um, Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, Bye.
2: Okay, see you later, my man.
0: Yeah.